This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kane and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous or follow me uh, at Cartoon Therapy. If you want to be on the show, this is the call and advice show where I help total strangers with uh, advice. Or I also just listen to people's interesting life stories. You could send me an email at Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show, I just already said that. I mean, if you want to write into the show, if you're just a fan and you just want to write in to the show and give me your two cents or whatever, I love hearing from my fans. It's really true. It really totally makes my day. Um, I had a guy named Topher email me recently. I had another guy last week. I don't have his name in front of me, uh, but he was a guy who was like, oh, I listen to you when I'm like really wasted and high on drugs at like two o'clock in the morning. And I just thought that was like fascinating. You know, I see all these like downloads a, a week on my show, like thousands of them. And I'm like, who are the people that are listening? So I love when someone writes in and is like, hey, I'm a truck driver and I listen to your show or hey, I'm Topher and I'm a writer and I, I listen to your stuff because I work from home or I listen to your shit when I'm totally high on drugs. I <laughs> It's fascinating to me to really sort of, you know, get personal with my li- uh, fans, listeners. So you could write in at the same email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com if you feel like it. Uh, and what else? That's about it. I have on today. Oh, if you want to be on the show, did I say that already? If you want to be on the show, I'm always looking for callers. If you have a problem and you need advice, if you live a secret life that you want to talk about, if you have a regular problem and you need advice, that's fine. I think people always think I just have on salacious stuff on my show or like things that have to do with sex. And if you don't have that kind of problem, I'm not interested. And that's not true. I like talking to everybody about everything and I love helping people. So if you have a regular problem, that's cool. Um, this Michael, Michael the Mormon, Mormon Michael. I don't know what I'm going to title it yet. He, uh, I found him on Craigslist and he, his problem was seemed pretty normal. It was like, Hey, I'm about to get married to somebody. And it's not really, uh, he didn't really know if he should, but I was like, you know, kind of is a little weird cause he's on Craigslist, right? In the casual encounters section yet. He's like wanting to know whether he should get married or not. So I was like, Oh, there must be like a twist someplace here. And it turned out that Michael is Mormon, like I said, and that is like totally fascinating. I didn't know much about the Mormon community at all before I got on the phone with Michael. Um, and it turns out that they believe a lot of crazy stuff. And uh, he, you know, grew up that way and was programmed uh, to believe a lot of crazy shit about his sexuality and women and himself. And we talk all about that. He left the Mormon community and, and, and you know, is off on his own now. 
We also talk about how he did that and how it affected him. So, and then we talk about his relationship problems, whether he should get married, whether he shouldn't. Um, So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Michael. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, Michael. Uh, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. You're on with Kathy. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. So I don't have that much information on you. I know that I posted an ad on Craigslist, which I do most of the time. This is how I get like 95% of my guests. And uh, you responded like, hey, this sounds like fun. You know, you're about to get married, right? Um, uh, that's the question. <laughs> right. But you're having a hard time. And I was assuming you have cold feet, right? Um, I guess it's further than that. Cold feet is fair, but it's more just advice. It's just uh, I, I don't really have many people I can talk to, mm-hmm. um, talk to about the situation. And so. Yeah, when you said, do you need advice? And I was like, yeah, I probably need some advice. Yeah, yeah. Like, think of this as like a free unprofessional therapy session because <laughs> I'm not a therapist. I always say I give unprofessional advice, but I think I give good advice. Um, so tell me the deal. Like, explain to me. I prefer going into my calls not really knowing anything. And I don't know much else other than you're about to get married and, you know, you're having a hard time with it. So why don't you just explain it further? So I guess back up again. It's it's not um, it's not about to get married. It's oh. more the topic has come up and very oh, okay. recently, and it hasn't been a positive development in in our relationship. Um, we've been together uh, two and a half years or so, mm-hmm. um, and I'm divorced. I got married kind of young. I was raised religious, and so I got married young, and it didn't work out. It was a disaster in mm-hmm. uh, in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been dating this girl. She's amazing. Um, great time, two years. And always in the back of my mind, you know, there was this hope that maybe the topic won't come up of, you know, where we're headed. If, we're, you know, we're going to take a formal step and we can just, you know, keep having a relationship, keep having a you know, good time and being involved in, in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of with the new year, she she approached the topic and you, without saying it, but, you know, without saying, hey, are we going to get married? It was it was more in terms of me. It was like, how do you feel about us? Where are we? But not veiled enough for me not to know she was talking about that. Right, of course. Um, and I responded very poorly because I, there's a lot that I haven't processed mm-hmm. in, in terms of my previous marriage. And I was like, this isn't, I know I'm not, like, I'm smart enough to know what the right thing, the romantic thing, like, what the right thing to say is when you are deeply in love with someone and that's on the table. Mm-hmm. And I responded very poorly, kind of went into a, a, a week long, um, week long funk, week long depression or something where I was just, you know, I just, just couldn't even talk about it. Uh, a couple more months went by where we didn't uh, approach it again. It came up again. I responded um, better. I did just completely shut down. Um, came up again a few weeks later and she said, look, you know, as we're making these plans for, for the future, like, can we just talk about where we're going? And so I finally said, well, 
the only place we can go is marriage. There's not, um, you know, we see each other all the time. We're together all the time. This is like a, this is like a real partnership. So I assume that's what you're talking about. And she said, yeah. And I just laid out all of my, you know, feelings, um, about marriage and how, um, how negative that they are both based on my own experience and the experiences of those around me mm-hmm. and just all the concerns that I've got. Um, but, but also with the, you know, if, if you've got the time and patience and optimism to work through them with me, then, um, you never then, know. Yeah. Then you never know. Then I, I obviously I don't have a healthy attitude for it, but it's, it's, still pretty knee-jerk against it. You know, I haven't had to sit down and really revisit what I think about it, what I want for the future, and I've been mm-hmm. avoiding it because it's such an uncomfortable topic for me. Right. I can imagine. Well, let's look at a little backstory. I think this is a very common thing. Maybe when I go into questioning you further, like the specifics of your situation will be a little bit different than other guys. But I think a lot of guys have um, a fear of getting married, um, even if they haven't been you know, married before. Like you said, it's not just because of what you went through in the past. It's like also what you see around you. I know I never been married. I'm 47 years old. Because like and my parents are still married. But to me, they're relationship was like horrifying to me. I don't know like I mean I just looked at it and it was like that's not something I ever want because it seems like so, sort of miserable but I definitely yeah. know after you know I, I definitely have people in my life who have like really great relationships and it's a very different thing you know so all different you know it's not like every anyone that gets married has a terrible thing I think most people do so you obviously had a bad situation first so could you just talk about that like how old were you how old are you now by the way I'm 37. And how old's your girl that you're dating now? She's 28. Okay, so that's about the right time when you get, you know, for her to start thinking seriously after yeah. she's been with somebody. And now, how old were you when you first got married? How long did you stay married? And how long has it been since you've been divorced? Um, I got married when I was uh, 26. Mm-hmm. Um, she was 24. And, um, I was, you know, it doesn't sound like too crazy, but for how I grew up, how I was raised, I was the last one of my uh, contemporaries to get married. Um, really? Uh, I was raised Mormon. And, oh, interesting. You know, Mormon to get married, 21, 22, 23. And so I'm, you know, I'm old maid age at, at, at 26. <laughs> right, so, right. Um, was your girl Mormon too? I mean, is that like... She is, was, yeah. Right. So do you guys have to date and marry, like in that community, is it like most religions, like you have to, you know, they want you to be with the same... So I've since, I've since disavowed, and let me correct that, my my current girlfriend is not... Woman, right. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, after the divorce, I, I you know, realized how how poor of a fit it was for, for my life. Um, really the entire time, but definitely, you know, with that transition. Right. um, My wife at the time when we got married, yeah, she was one. So now how long were you dating her before you got married? And like, did, were you in love with her and you thought you were? And then when you got married, things just went horribly wrong or did you feel like forced into it because of your religion and because like you were like the quote unquote old maid at that point and you just like had to do it? Like, why did you guys have such a terrible marriage? 
Um, we dated for a while, like for eons by, by Mormon standards. I've got friends who, you know, meet and date and get married within six months because oh, really? uh, you know, premarital sex yeah. is, is not on the table. So it's, Hey, I really like you. Hey, I really like you. I want to have sex with you. Well, we got <laughs> so we have... <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> right. Um, so I, so we dated a very long time. We were probably together for two and a half years, maybe three years. Um, some of it long distance, some of it not, you know, some of it in the same area. But did you um, not have sex that whole time? We didn't, no. Let me ask you this, because I don't know much about the Mormon community or like what your rules and regulations are, whatever you want to call it. But like when they say no sex, right, do they mean like you could like have blowjobs and oral sex and do all the other stuff and be totally naked with each other, but there just is no penetration. Like, can you have anal sex? Is that <laughs> like, can you, you know, like how straight, like, what does that mean? Sex in, in the, uh, yeah, the it basically means, it basically means if, uh, you know, clothes shouldn't come off. Kissing outside of the mouth area is, is off. It's like, it's, it's like making out and you better only be making out for like 20 minutes and watch where your hands go. Oh, um, wait, so they even like, have like a time limit for like 20 minutes because you don't want to tempt yourself, right? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, culturally, it's not like it's not a revelation from on high that, that you shouldn't be doing that. But that's that's the idea is that you, that you shouldn't be having these long, passionate makeout sessions because it's not leading to anything. Right. So you guys literally for two years, like you just went to first base, nothing else. Did you guys cheat a little bit? Um, a little, and that was part of what I was so, I guess what I was so blinded by, because there, there are few Mormon girls who will cheat a little bit, you know, who will, okay, let's, oh, let's take your shirt off, and these are super nice, I had no idea. And, um, <laughs> you hadn't seen tits since, like, your whole life before that, I mean, besides, like, in real life? Yeah, I think I was. I think I was 25 before I was in a room with a girl without a shirt on. Wow! And been dating her for yeah a year and a half. Yeah, I was really messed up, which I see now. But at the time when you know when everyone around you is in the same situation, and you're you're indoctrinated from the time that you're that that, that you're born. That that is, um, you know, the closest thing to murder that you can do is. You know, is is to have sex up by the marriage. Really, like um, that? So there's like murder, sense. and then sex is the next thing on the list of sins. Yeah, <laughs> yep, extramarital sex. So yeah, they they say that, and and um, yeah, and it obviously really messes messes people up. Yeah, I could imagine. I I don't know that I've had any other Mormon people on my uh, podcast, but I just wonder, like, how sexually, re- like, being so sexually repressed, like. Is do you think that there's like a lot of deviant stuff going on behind closed doors with these kind of people, or do you think most of them like really sort of follow it? And because, like you said, most of the girls that you knew before the girl that you married, you know, pretty much did the right thing. Where I would think a lot of people would be tempted to do, you know, to cheat, quote unquote, or you know, to break the rules a little bit just because your hormones are raging at that age. Yeah, that's. I mean, we've talked for 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 hours about sexuality within the Mormon uh, community because it 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 definitely got complexities. Um, you know, on the one hand, outwardly, it's just not spoken of. Like nobody talks about it except to say, you know, here are the standards of modesty. Here's how you should date. So I was going, you know, and here are just all of these all of these rules to 
follow so that you don't fall to the temptation of right. um, sex. You know? And then once people get married, you know, the funny thing about, about like being the only one of my friends to be divorced is that everyone suddenly very open about sharing their struggles, their marital, marital situation as well. Oh, um, like what's really going down. Whereas when you were married and they were married, you guys all acted like everything was fine. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very, I think all, you know, religious communities are like that, that the reason you're following with a given religion is because it's supposed to make you happier. And so if you're doing it right, you're happy. So you've got to have an outward appearance of extreme happiness. You can never sit down with somebody over a beer and say, oh my gosh, I haven't had sex with my wife in, in six months. And it's right. Just, it's just Right. And because everyone's totally like living that lie, like, you know, it's kind of like who's the first person like you were like the first person, I'm assuming of your friends that were like, hey, like this is what was going on for real with me because you got divorced. Right. You were like the first person that spoke out and then everyone jumped on the bad way. Like, oh, my God, me, too. (laughs) It's like no one's talking about it. That's something you can't hide. Right. Yeah. You can't hide a divorce. And so everybody was like, it was marriage. Right. It's the worst. Right. And so everyone's just so. I hear everybody's, you know, terrible stories, and I I don't think that it's, I think it's far more repression than deviation within within the community. Right, that so you we, feel like they real, they might be repressed, but you don't feel like most, like hardly any of them sort of act on that and like do deviate stuff, or maybe they don't talk about it. I don't know. Have you looked through the titles of my podcast? <laughs> like, a lot of people do a lot of crazy things that they don't <laughs> talk about, and like, let me tell you, on my show, when they come on, they will always say, like, I'll always ask, like, if I the only person that knows about this and I would say 95% of the time the answer is yeah like they have literally never talked about it with anybody else in their life and sometimes I'm talking to a 60 year old man who's doing something you know so you just don't know you know that's why I love talking to people you know and because I do it anonymously right and I change people's voices and you like you know people are very straightforward I think a lot more so than they they are with you know in real life and I get that you know yeah, and and so there's definitely that as a possibility. You know, one statistic everybody loves to quote is that, um, you know, when, when the porn sites release their regional uh, preferences and, and usage statistics, Utah, which is, you know, the center for yeah. Mormons, is always the highest in terms oh, of... Oh, really? <laughs> well, that's yeah. what I was going to ask you, like, you know, when you were growing up, like, so you, you didn't see tits or anything of a woman's body, like, for real, you know, until you were 25. You're a heterosexual guy growing up. I don't know if you're bi or there's anything else going on yet, but we'll get to that. But you were, like, you know, into chicks, right? And so, like, you're... So, do you guys that not have TVs or computers? Like, I mean, what did you do to sort of, like, were you allowed to jerk off, like... Uh, you know, did you do that like uh, constantly or were, are you not allowed or did you have porn or do you have access to it? Like, how did you get yourself off? Yeah, I mean, that's, um, I guess I was a little pre-internet. Um, uh-huh. Right. So I graduated, uh, you know, maybe two years before there was widespread you mm-hmm. know, in-home availability of the, of the internet. Um you know, nobody talked about sex to the extent that, um, you know, within the community and especially for my family, that I didn't know what masturbation was. I, I'd go to church and, and, you know, we'd have these special youth lectures and they'd say, masturbation is wrong, you shouldn't be doing it. I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. But let me ask uh, you this, but were you jerking off and you didn't even know that that's what the term was? Or did you not even know that you could do that? Yeah, like with I, your own body. I didn't know that, that's what the term was, just, just you 
know, one night I was, um, do you remember that old program, uh, Current Affair? Uh-huh. Um, so I had, you know, just a little TV in my room for playing for playing video games. And, and like at 10.30 every night, Current Affair would come on. And it's just one of those ridiculous news magazines. Yeah. But three out of every five times, they'd end the episode with, you know, something really tantalizing and just be like, oh, here's new footage of this guy's trip to, trip to a strip club or here's, uh, you know, some, some uh-huh. story involved with that. And I'd always sneak and watch that and be like, man, like, so this is what's going on and this, this does this. And, I, you know, one night as I was just playing with myself, all of a sudden I just, you know, it was like, that feels super weird what's going on. And then, yeah, yeah, and then, then I come and I'm... And, I and then have, you can't stop doing no that all the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that's then, how it happens for everybody. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it was, it was that. Mm-hmm. Um, how old were you, by the way, when you start when you started with the first time? Do you remember? Like, were you a teenager? or Were you like ten? Uh, definitely teenager. Mm-hmm. It would have been uh, fourteen, fifteen. Right. So I'm assuming you lost your virginity. I could go on with the Mormon stuff for like ten hours because it's so interesting to me. For some reason, I don't know much about it. I don't know why because I normally Google everything because I'm very curious. But um, so you, I'm assuming, lost your virginity when you married this girl, right? Um, and so you guys just got to second base. Like, did she let you go down on her when you before you guys got no. married? No. Okay. No, we never. Um, we I I don't know what the the clinical term for it is. Levi loving or just rubbing up against each other. So we dry you know, we humping, do that with humping. our clothes on dry yeah. humping. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. So we did a little bit of that, but um. But yeah, I don't I don't think we ever. Uh, yeah, really touched each other's genitals before before the wedding night. Okay, and like now, let me ask you this: like that night that you had sex was like the most amazing thing on the planet. Um, the thought that went through my head, you know, when I first got in fighter, uh-huh. I I thought this this is it. <laughs> this is what like I've been obsessed about for you know a decade and wondering what it's like and that everyone seems to be you know so focused on what this is and, uh-huh. and this is just it and then you know and then the feeling wasn't you know was not remarkably different than when I was by myself and right I was like well this is this seems like a huge undertaking of you know for for this when you know current affair did the same thing <laughs> right but i think though like you had that experience because it was so like that carrot was hung in front of you for like 25 years and it, all it was was a fucking carrot do you know what i mean like for a regular yeah, guy that could just like you know be in high school and he's like 16 or 17 and he asks a girl on a date and gets her drunk the third time and then he gets a fucker like i think it's a lot more of a score you know what i mean like that carrot taste is is it is that experience for most guys i think for you it's not because it's like it's such a build-up this whole they make it such this major thing right and then because you're yep. seeing everything in society about it that you expect it to be of course a lot more than it is because why else would you hold off for your whole life and it's this big sin you know and it's like so I think that has to that that's the reason why it wasn't that amazing yeah, yeah, I think that's valid. And she also wasn't super, um, now, like I say, she, you know, she was willing to cheat a little, with, uh-huh. which is why I was into her and stayed into her. But also, like she told me very early on, because, you know, among Mormon girls, if you've had sex, if you're like not going into marriage as a virgin, it's a huge strike against you. Right. Um, 
because, you know, nobody, everybody's saving themselves, nobody wants to have sex. And she told me early on, you know, that she had ha- had sex in high school. You know, oh, no she, way. Gone, gone that, yeah, that far. But, yeah, and so she was. Um, so you probably could have had sex with her if you wanted to, right? Like, she wasn't like, I had sex with someone else, but I'm not going to do it with you. Maybe she just didn't do it with you because she was trying to, like, marry you and she wanted you to think she was a good girl. I don't understand. Because, like, if she had sex already, why didn't she have sex with you? before yeah i'd say i'd say the hesitation um or the you know drawing the line was definitely more me than her while we were dating right oh okay interesting so you get married and why does it go so why is it so terrible and traumatizing (laughs) um it (laughs) i'm still trying to figure that out um Uh but the um you know when we had this this huge fight at the very end and we were traveling, and so I was going to drive to to where my family was. She was going to drive to where she, her family was, and so I had to make all these phone calls. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be so difficult. Everyone's going to be so devastated when I tell them that it looks like we're getting divorced." And so I started making these calls, and to a person, you know, from my mom to my best friends and sisters to everybody, I call and say, "Hey, so it looks like this isn't working out. We're going to get divorced," and everyone is, "Oh, finally." Can we, can we finally talk about this? Like, yeah, you've been trying really hard. It's obvious after a couple of years when something's not going to work, and you held on even longer than that. And so, yeah, you're you're totally good. No one has any questions about why this why this isn't working. And so you guys were not I, compatible, and it was obvious to everybody except maybe you guys. Uh, yeah, and maybe maybe even except maybe me. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, as as things have come out you know, over the years and everything, I think she may have been, you know, talking about it, exploring it, exploring leaving me as a possibility from very, very early on. Right. Um, and just, just kind of stayed. Um, and you were, yeah. though, totally oblivious? Like, you were in this marriage thinking that everything was okay? Or maybe you were oblivious. Maybe you weren't so oblivious that you just didn't know, like, what it was supposed to be. So whatever it was, you just accepted it. Like, and you thought that that's just what marriage is, this awful thing. And maybe you didn't realize it was awful. It, you just, you put a, you know what I mean? Like, because you didn't know anything else. I feel like when you're so wrapped up in, like, kind of like a delusional religion that, like, sort of feeds you things that, you know, are very different than reality, right? And then if you really buy into it, right, you could actually, like, be delusional in your reality right so like maybe you didn't you weren't really focusing on it because you didn't know anything better does that make sense am i making sense no yeah and and that's i think that that uh very well put i think i i didn't go in particularly optimistic i didn't go into marriage expecting um expecting it to be like a source of happiness and i think Uh from very young i i never really thought it was like a duty it was like no, look, you like you, a job here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, you got to have somebody and yeah, it's not going to be great. You're going to have to go to work all the time. She's not going to, you know, she's going to do whatever she's going to do. There'll be kids. You got to spend all your money, all your time, all your, everything. <laughs> but it's what you're supposed to do. Right. And, um, and it's the and only it's, way you're going to have sex. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. If, if, if you want to have sex, which I've waited basically as long as I can mm-hmm. um, to do it, then, this is the price and You'll just it deal. seems like a super steep price, but you know, <laughs> to scratch this itch that just yeah. won't go away, yeah. 
and or at least to scratch it in a guilt-free way, mm-hmm. you know, a way that is endorsed by by what you know. This is this is the price, and I didn't really question it because, um, I, there wasn't really an alternative presented to me. You know, there was there at, at no point through through my life was there anybody who said, you know, you don't have to get married. You know, you could you know find find satisfaction in some other um, some other way or if you get married, you should be focusing like on yourself and your own happiness in this partnership that, you know, that you form. Right. Or you should get married and you have to, but you should make sure you do it with someone that you really love and it brings you, you know what I mean? Like even that would have been a good option, right? Which is where you're kind of at now. But I think that, um, you know, when they don't tell you that, listen, I think, you know, 20 years ago, it's like, that's just the way it was for most guys. Like I always talk about now how like a lot of women can't find boyfriends. They can't get find guys to marry them because like nowadays guys could get sex so easily. And I think, you know, people, a lot of, you know, back in the olden days when nobody, when women wouldn't fuck anybody, cause that's just the way it was Mormon or not. Right. Like that's why people got married and that's why they stayed married. You know, that those, the older generations, like they just stayed married. Like my parents stayed married for like, they're still married. Like on 60 years, like I, you, you wouldn't want to hang out with them for 20 minutes cause they're so wretched to each other but they would never leave each other you know what i mean <laughs> because yeah. you know yep. 60 years ago and they you know that's just the way that it was and that's the only way a guy would get laid that's the only reason why he signed up for it and it's the what women wanted to do because they want to have babies and everything but um right. you know you were growing up in a time where it was very different but i think it was that sort of that same thing that you know guys back in the day felt as well right and they just did whatever they had to do and put up with their naggy wife it was very stereotypical right just to have sex but then and I think it's like pretty ballsy listen you were always out of the box in a way right because you got married way later anyway and then you got divorced is that like a major thing in your community like you said nobody else was divorced right you were the first one so obviously it's not something that like runs rampant in the Mormon community yeah I mean it's um you know, they themselves like to quote statistics about how there are fewer divorces. You know, in reality, it's probably about the same, the same maybe slightly less, uh-huh. but <clears throat> it's it's probably the same number of people who should be getting divorced right. who just have the additional cultural religious shame or whatever keeping them together that 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 other other people might not have who are getting divorced. Right, and you were lucky because like it seems like your family who like sort of pushed you into getting married to begin with were, was accepting of your divorce and was kind of like happy like oh yeah, thank God you're getting divorced as opposed to like being horrified, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think um I mean on the one hand it's super rare to, you know, within the Mormon community to get divorced without some very obvious reason, you uh-huh. know, that, that somebody's abusive, somebody's cheating, something like that. Uh-huh. For us, it was just, it was just ongoing, relentless incompatibility, you know, not being able to get <laughs> on the same page on anything. And to like admit that and say, look, we're going to, we're going to end this sacred union because we don't really like each other. Right. And we don't really, we can't really figure out how to form a life together. Um, that made it easier, I think, for other people to be accepting mm-hmm. who knew me. You know, I think if it was like, hey, I know, cheated, she my caught, wife me. caught me yeah, cheating, totally. they would have been like, oh my gosh, what are you? We didn't really do that. But, you know, when it was like, hey, we've seen you put in 130% effort, we've seen her put in negative effort, <laughs> and it's not working out, it's not making either one of you happy. Yeah, this is 
this is why divorce exists. Right. And so how long were you married total with her before you got divorced? Um, we were, um, I think we made five years where we were living together mm-hmm. and she was not, um, the, it's common for Mormon women not to get a full education, not to develop a career, things like that. And so when we got divorced, she didn't really have anything to fall back on. I'm still feeling super guilty for going through everything. So I was like, look, I may not have been a great husband, but I'm going to be like the best ex-husband you've ever had so <laughs> nice we um so i kept her so we stayed married and you know the guys of the government for the great insurance that i had and for all of the you know all of the benefits that she could get while she got on her feet so that lasted like another two years but, mm-hmm. but you know that's once once she left you know because she she just she just left one day um, yeah i i kind of count that as the end of, end of the marriage but mm-hmm. you know the documents were notarized for another two years or something in those two years while she was still living with you but you guys weren't married anymore were you guys still having sex by any chance oh she she had gone during those two years we weren't living together she oh, okay. she, she was left we were you know we were in completely different states oh, okay um, and yeah Okay, and so now after that, right, how long were you, so you were single for a while before you met this girl, because you said you've only been dating her for two years, right? So how many, you were single for a while, and what did you do during those single years? Did you date like crazy? Did you start dating outside of the Mormon community? Did you like move away and like I said, and start, you know, sort of straying from your community and dating regular girls? Like what was your deal? Um, yeah, I left, left the community almost right afterwards. I had this moment because I, I kind of, I moved out of where we were living, moved into my own place. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's expensive area. And so it was a small place. Like one of the first nights I'm lying there, you know, in my, in my early thirties on an air mattress in an empty, tiny apartment. And I just looked around and I was like, man, the, the whole reason the whole promise of this religion was that I was supposed to avoid situations like this. Like I could have gotten here <laughs> right. on my own as a crack addict, <laughs> as experiencing just everything I possibly could. Right. Having a lot I more do, fun. <laughs> yeah. I do everything right. According to them. And they're like, yeah, you, you might have to sacrifice some things like sex and <laughs> drinking and having fun in any way, but you will avoid all sorts of terrible things. And I had this moment where, where I was just like, man, this is, this is exactly what I was supposed to, avoid and I'm here and I got here by following everything. So then I was just, yeah, then I was just done. And that's a major moment um, in your life, you know, it really, it really was. Um, yeah. It, uh, and it's, you know, it hasn't been an easy, uh, separation, you know, when it's something that you've been involved with and invested in and financially and socially and culturally and philosophically for mm-hmm. three decades, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not an easy, no, um, limb to detach. It's probably why so many people don't listen. I mean, like I, I've gone through a lot of changes and done a lot of things in my life, and I and a lot of people do, but a lot of people don't. And I think it's because what people realize when they start to want to change or do the things that they need to do to change, they realize how hard it is. It does. It's not like the movies. It doesn't happen overnight. Like you know, in the movies, you see like you know, if it was a movie of your life, like you would divorce your wife, you would be on a mattress, you'd realize you wanted to change, and then you'd be happy. Do you know what I mean? But like that's not yeah. how it works, right? In real life, it takes years a lot of times for these changes to happen. You know, you get that feeling and you get that uh, to you know want to change, but it takes a while. And I think most people give up or 
they don't have the balls to sort of go through what you have to do to get on the other side. But it is always worth it. And I think I personally believe that that's what life is about. And I think uh, it's really ballsy and amazing of you to, you know, not only feel that way and think about it, but to actually do it, you know? Yeah, thank you. I think, but but I think you are right that that probably most religions and, and Mormonism in, in in particular, you get to a certain age and it's just the sunk cost that is keeping you there. Like you right. no longer believe, you no longer really want to do it, but you've always done it, and what you may lose in in, in leaving it doesn't you know doesn't isn't isn't worth what you might gain by. No, people don't. Uh, it's, it's, the, the fear of the unknown is always worse. Like, look at what all you, you've had. To, I don't even know what you had to go through, but I know when you do change drastically in life, it, you know, everything changes and it, it is difficult. And, you know, you go, things get worse before they get better. Always. When you do the right thing, yeah. that's just the way that it goes. You know, people think I'm going to do the right thing and it's going to be great. It's like, no, it's going to get worse. I quit drinking and it totally ruined my whole life. And it took many, many years before I saw the benefits of that, you know what I mean? But it was the most amazing thing I had ever done for myself. Um, But a lot of people can't do stuff like that because they don't realize that, you know, first it's really difficult because once you give up something that you've sort of held on for you for so long, you have to like recreate yourself. You have to figure out who you are when you've been not yourself for so long. And, you know, that's kind of like what was done to you. You know, you were, you were given like all these, sort of things to believe in and these things to follow. And then like, once you said, I'm not going to, that's all bullshit. You have to like, it takes time to figure out like, what is going to ring true for you? Like, who are you? What do you believe in? You know what I mean? Like you have to figure all yeah. that out and that's not just going to come to you. You know what I mean? It takes most people all of their life until their twenties. And, and maybe like by the time they're like in their thirties, they start to figure out who the fuck they are. You know, you started at like, you know, in your thirties, you know, so I think it takes time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely um, it's exciting on the one hand, but it's also terrifying. You know, it's totally. just a sheet of paper. It's like, well, my entire life, I've had a very specific plan for how it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. You know, the plan has been tested and preached to me, and and whatever. And now it's not. Now it's a blank sheet, and I have I have no idea where to go. On the one hand, I can do anything I want, but I've never actually sat down and asked myself what I want, you know? right. and I don't even know what's out there to want. Mm-hmm. You know. But so let's get so, back to your 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 girl though. So eventually, like after you moved away, right? Like so you're on that air mattress, and then you decide to like you have this epiphany that you're like this is all bullshit. Like I'm gonna go figure it out on my own somewhere else. You move, right? And then just you, you go crazy with girls because you've been so sort of held back, or do you you just like date a couple girls and then meet this girl? Like what did you do in your single time? Yeah, that's. I, I wanted to go crazy with girls. Like, uh-huh. I mean, just you saying that has this, has, has just, I have this visceral reaction because there's this, you know, the thing is once you reject what you once held is so true, you just start to question everything. Uh-huh. And th- this, this idea that seems to permeate society and that, that you've talked about on some of the episodes that I've listened to. And, and you just say now that, that like sex is available. Uh-huh. Still to me just, just ring so hollow. Like, like, so I, I get divorced. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not bad looking. I'm successful. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in a, in a place with a lot of, you know, attractive women. Uh And so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do what, what everybody's been telling me and, and movies and TV has said is a possibility. And I get out there and I just can't figure out. How to get late. Like you can't, you have no game. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, 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 I have no game. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, I mean, listen, you're a you're a late bloomer. Like, it's like coming out of jail, like basically. So it's like you have to learn game. It's hard when you're a little bit older um, to sort of figure that out. It, you know, you've been with one. You were with one woman like before that, right? Your whole life. Yeah. So I mean, it makes you drink. Do you drink alcohol? I do. I do. I, okay, I, that's cool. the one thing about, that's nice about, you know, being a late bloomer is that I don't have to drink bad alcohol now. I can, I can afford <laughs> good stuff, <laughs> Top so, shelf. but, but yeah, I've, I've learned to do that. So yeah, I've learned to do that, learned to do some other things, but there's something just psychologically that I can't get over and I still can't get over. And that's the idea that a woman would want to have sex particularly with, with me, like in general, but also so in general, but also with me. But let me ask you this. Are you conflicted whereas you feel like if they do want to have sex, something's like wrong with them or because it's a bad thing in your mind or you just don't believe that women even like sex? Like what what, what do you mean when you say I, can't, I don't believe that women really want to have sex? Like is it because you don't want them to want to have it because then they're whores in your mind or is it? No, and I, I don't. I like I, I don't want to call it a belief. Uh-huh. It's it's more just like my it's what's in the back of my mind. Yeah. That uh-huh. that I'm um you know, the way I was raised was uh was to treat my sexuality, male sexuality in general, as fundamentally predatory. Uh-huh. And that only within like the legally binding and culturally acknowledged context of marriage could that massive uncontrollable power be be safely released Uh because otherwise it's um it's demeaning it's exploitative it's just all of these things okay so come on if that was drilled into your head from you know before you could remember that's it's gonna take a while like that's probably like it's probably like in your subconscious you know and a lot of times we don't under we don't even know sometimes we're acting out and we don't even know because it's coming from our subconscious do you know what i mean so you're not even aware of why you're doing the things that you're doing you know so yeah so it's probably just so ingrained in you and you probably probably that besides not having game right it's probably also you're you're putting something out that you're not even aware of, like an energy. You know what I mean? You're not probably that open. There's probably some sort of like a, a little bit of a wall built up for all those horny girls. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so right. they don't they don't they, you don't register and they're when they're drunk. Like they don't do a beeline to you in the bar for some reason, even though you're good looking, got some cash. You know what I mean? Like that's normally what it's about. And you know, girls get drunk, and nowadays I think people are so much more promiscuous. Right, but you're not experiencing that. It's got to be something you're putting out. You just might be giving off the, you know, I, I like ma- I'm married. Well, first of all, you're in a relationship now, but this was before you were in a relationship, right? Like you just you just probably don't give out the vibe because you weren't able to sort of be totally a man. You know what I mean? You were like you said that predatory thing inside of you. You were always you you were not you had to repress that and hold back. So you know, it's probably not very apparent and people could smell that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it seems so foreign walking in, you know, cause everybody, again, I've got no context for this and I still don't yeah. after, you know, several years of figuring out, but everybody talks about the bar scene and, yeah. and just all of these things and places where you can go. And, and I walk into a bar and I look around and I say, yeah, there's some really attractive people here. They 
probably don't want to talk to me. Oh, why God. would they want to? Oh spend yeah, the listen to what you're saying. Why would any girl walk over and talk to you? I mean, when you're thinking that, and you're like, what you're that thinking of what you're thinking is what you're projecting, right? So that's like coming from like it's sort of like low self esteem. Yeah, I mean, it's probably it's probably that, but it's also you know projection onto them, and and just I guess my attitude towards towards. I don't know, just sex in general, which is leading to the problem with figuring out, yeah, yeah, figuring yeah. out this marriage. Because mm-hmm. the next step was actually, you know, because I was super excited, figure this out, get yeah. on, you know, but I'm not, I've got no game, so I'm not, you know, I'm not going to figure out how to just go get laid every other night. Right. So totally. I get on websites and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to date, you know, and then we'll, I'll just have these torrid three month love affairs and it'll be great. But so let me ask you this, because you want to have torrid love affairs, you're going on websites. Were you going on websites like, like sex websites or more like regular, like dating websites, like match.com? Like, like regular dating, okay. dating sites mm-hmm. is, is how, is how I started. And okay. The, you know, I, I still, for all of the morals I've given up, I still want to be pretty honest. So I put, yeah, I'm divorced, and that that's not going to get any reaction from anybody. Is what I found. So the few, you know, I went on a couple of dates, but it was it's soul destroying in a lot of ways to feel like a success in so many other ways to feel like you have something you know to offer to feel attractive even and uh-huh. not get any response because I've got this baggage. Um, but what, I did what, meet... what do you mean baggage? Like you would put it all out there, like on the first date. Like, I, first of all, I don't think women care that guys are divorced if he's good looking and has some cash and he's like taking you out on it. Like, I don't do. Would girls have such a negative reaction to that? Oh well, I mean, now you just not. I mean, now I've got other problems to deal with. I just assumed my lack of success was <laughs> was, was associated with that, divorce. which is people seeing divorce. And I was like, oh well, nobody wants nobody wants to deal with anything anything bad because I mean. It may have been a young age to get married, but it's a super young age to get divorced, you know. Yeah, um, but no, e- I don't think so. Even outside of No offense, but no, it had to have been something else that was going on. But the good news is, is that somehow through that dating and all of that rejection that you had going on, right? Because I'm assuming like you just couldn't score. You met your girl because uh, you're dating someone now. Like, how did you meet her? Well, first I met, and part of the frustration is... Um, I went rather quickly into, you know, like one of the few girls that, that I could manage to convince to go on a date with me. And like, she falls really in love with me. And I'm like, look, I'm super lonely. You're the only person I can really get to talk to me. And I think you're hilarious. I, I don't think you're unattractive. And so let's continue to do this. And it develops, you know, and she still dated a... you after you gave her that rap. That is the worst. That's the most depressing story i've ever heard listen i'm super lonely you're the only girl that'll talk to me so i'll wind up dating you you're not that bad looking so i'll sleep with you like i don't even remember what you said because it was so depressing i and i almost fell asleep like seriously. that can't be the most depressing yes come on if you're a girl like you don't you want have to... okay if you're the girl no that's fair that's I what i mean really no i'm saying for the girl we... for the girl not for you you're the one saying that i'm that's a depressing thing to sort of say to somebody else i can't believe she still dated you yeah and i you know i didn't i i didn't say it like that you know right and it, like <laughs> i had a great time and and i you know and i grew to love her like yeah but you were but... doing listen you were doing what you were taught to do you were settling again because that's just like all you knew you know what i mean like right. that was your thing you that's like that's like it's like you're on autopilot right you were doing the same thing you did in your first relationship because you just wanted at this point it wasn't even the pressure from somebody else it was the pressure from you because you want to be with somebody yeah 
Yeah, I think that's very fair. Uh, you know, there was... We've all was been the, the D word in our life, and that is desperate, okay? It doesn't mean you're desperate forever. It doesn't mean you're just a desperate person. But I've had a time in my life where I was desperate and did ridiculous things, you know, because I was quote-unquote desperate. And at that point, you were probably a little desperate. Yeah, that's, that's true. But, like, I don't know, fun desperation seems like, <laughs> look, I might not be attracted to you, but I'm going to sleep with... You know, hundreds and hundreds of women who I may not be super attracted to. And my desperation was, you know, <laughs> right. I'll carry on for another two, two and a half years. Dating someone that I'm not interested in. Yeah. yeah, but that's what you do. And that's your, like your pattern, unfortunately, right? Because you have done is. that before. So, so you dated, so, so the, we're not talking about your girlfriend now, right? This was no, somebody there, before there, her, right? Right. One in between. Okay. Um. Yeah. And, and like things were great as like a friendship and for a while you know there was passion as well um but fairly early on because she was um you know early 30s and that's just the time in life that everybody starts thinking about marriage so she brought it up very early Uh and i was like look i just you know i'm just a two years out of this and you know i'm still figuring this out legally you know I'm, i'm still supporting her through my insurance and all of these things um that's not really something i want to talk to and Mm-hmm. She, you know, she basically said, "Well, I don't, you know, why would we have sex if we're not if we're not going to get married?" Which, like, really reconfirmed for me where you know these. She said, "Have sex," or did she? Uh, yeah, but did she say have sex, or did she say it's not? Uh, there's no reason for us to be together anymore. Like, like she was giving you an ultimatum, or did she say, she, "I won't have sex with you unless you marry me"? It was specifically sex. Like, she was still happy, you know, to go out, to go do fun things, to travel, to do all of these things. But um, but there was, you know, she was just like, look, this isn't, that's, you know, for me, people who have sex are progressing towards marriage. And I was like, well, oh, I, I hope didn't you think dumped her. Did you hang out with her and not have sex with her for another year? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me Man, no. you know me so well already. <laughs> no, I did, because that's 100% what I'm used to. And it's super right. disappointing to like, be out, to be dating somebody who's like super uh, you know, educated and independent, like so, something I've never seen. Like She revolutionized my, my concept of women, just mm-hmm. because I've been surrounded by women who weren't this. Right. And then for her to say, no, what you were taught was kind of right in that I will, I will only want to have sex because it's leading to marriage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't think I'll try to, I'll like try to get on the right page with marriage because we're having such a great time. This could work. Like there's so many things about our relationship that work. And so, and I'm not going to question that because that's what I've been told is right all along. And you're reconfirming it. Right. And right. And unfortunately, like the way that it works, I believe in life for sure. is like whatever you sort of believe and, you know, you attract to yourself, you know, so it's not a coincidence that the one girl that would kind of like, because there's like, she's like spitting things a little bit. Like, I get that, you know, she gets to a certain point with you. At, like, she wants to be married or whatever. And you say no. And she says, OK, then I'm not going to sleep with you. But normally what that means for somebody is I'm not going to sleep with you and I'm not going to be with you anymore. And then they move on and it's very devastating. But the woman leaves because she wants to find somebody that will. But normally the woman doesn't say, oh, let's still hang out out and do everything that we did you know but let's not cut the cord but where I'm not having sex with you but I don't want to cut the cord you know and that's like a very yeah. confusing situation that to me there's like something going on there with her too as well you know 
But like yeah. attracts like, right? So we always sort of find the person that's going to play the game with us or do our weird dance with us, right? So she was giving you exactly what you were used to. And she had her own weirdo issues that she wanted to do that, you know? How did it eventually end? Did you just get sick of not having sex and hanging out with someone? Um, yeah, I mean, that, that went on for probably a year. Mm-hmm. And, but also at the same time, I, I'm like, I don't know, no longer bound you know, by, by where I was. So, and the internet's back. So I'm like, okay, well, the internet's here. There's, um, there's porn, there's, um, you know, these websites. And and so I like start trying to figure it out and be like, look, some people are saying that sex is super easy to get if you know how to do it. And, you know, I've learned a lot of hard things and I've learned how to do this. So like we were hanging out, but well, I was actively, you know, trying to find some kind of gratification somewhere else. Right. And so um, what did you find when you went looking? It's um, nothing too promising. And that's kind of why we stayed, you know, why we stayed together. Like I couldn't be on the the normal dating websites because, you know, she found me there a couple of times when I tried to and said, look, this isn't helping, you know helping us figure out if you want to, if we're going to be married and so Oh, she's ridiculous. You, uh, oh my God, she really, no wonder why she never left. I'm assuming you left her because why would any girl leave a guy that she's not banging and he's not allowed to go be with anybody else and he listens? Like, it's like, this is, most guys would be like, go fuck yourself. It's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I would have known to known to say that. Yeah, you know, yeah, but, yeah. I no mean, guy would put up with that. You know? That was ridiculous yeah. that you weren't allowed to be on a dating website. Like you were, like you were just. She was like, "You're not gonna have sex with me until you figure out." You had told her you weren't interested in getting married. Like what, what you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but listen, just so you know, on the sex websites, I get a lot of people who call into my show. I most, I get most of my guys from Craigslist. I used to be on Adult Friend Finders. I would go on there to find guys, and there's not a lot of women. In real women on those places so it's not like you struck out there as well because you're like emitting some kind of negative energy like that's just like most guys experience it's hard it's a lot of guys are on there right so if you're like bi or you're looking for dudes like they get a lot more action but it is hard to find um, real women online who are looking to just bang you unless you're going to pay for like an escort or a prostitute yeah did you ever get into yeah, that, that- um, I didn't. I I tried a couple of like massages with release. But yeah, it was never. How was um, that? Uh, dis- you know, it was always like disappointing. It was always. I, I, I'm not. I guess I'm not particularly attracted to um, to women who aren't white, mm-hmm. and that tends to be what you get. Right? Okay. Demographic of who's offering those those services. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Well, it's nice to have somebody touch me, but. This also isn't like this isn't exciting. This is like this is scratching an itch. This is right. Uh huh. Okay, so um, that doesn't work. You're and so how do you meet this girl? Um. So you know, we we kind of agreed to tell the story to nobody, but this is you know this is anonymous. But it was also on Craigslist. She was um, and you know while I was dating this other girl, and she had just posted you know look, can we just, you know, exchange some pictures, talk, talk dirty for a while. Oh, so here I am sitting there telling you that there are none. And like, you're like opposite of every guy I've ever talked to. Most guys, they could like score in regular life, but on Craigslist, they can't score at all. You can't score in regular life, but you actually scored on Craigslist. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it you was. You found the one a, real girl. It was winning the lottery. Yeah. yeah, you found the one girl that was on there that was really looking just to like have a little naughty sex, right? And that's what it started out as, I'm assuming. Well, it didn't even start out like that because I'm, I don't know, like I can't, like conceptually, I can, I can get behind the idea of just, just doing that. But even, even in that exchange where it's like, I'm specifically posting for you to write things that are going to get me off and I'll do the same for you. I'm like super charming and super into your personality and let me figure this out. So it doesn't even turn into, you know, there's, there's no sexual conversation whatsoever. Okay, well, she she was actually really lucky because she just like was she was probably at a point in her life where she just like, I don't know, maybe she was done with like all the rest of the nonsense with guys, you know, and just wanted to like, you know, sort of get some, you know, herself off. And she wound up meeting a, a good guy that actually wound up really liking her. Right. And you guys have this relationship now. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, uh, I mean, we we met up a couple of days later and. Um, as I've said, I, I, I have a history of, of like dating women I'm not really attracted to. I don't, I don't really have, um, you know, like super attractive women. I'm like, well, I'm not even going to bother them because they're, you know, they, I, I'm sure they're bothered all the time. And the best thing, the most gentlemanly thing I can do is to not bother them additionally. But she's just like, just mind blowing. Like, oh, you're it, a girl. It, it, Wait, let me ask you this because I ask everyone on my sh- on my show what they are on a scale of one to ten. What are you, first of all? What would you consider on a scale of one to ten? Be totally honest. Like, don't. <laughs> but for real, what, um, would you cons- what are you? A seven, an eight, a six, a four, a ten? I mean, does anyone? You know, there are all those studies where no one ever rates themselves below average. I definitely don't. Yes, think I'm below no, average. please. No. I did. The guy last week rated himself a six, and he was a player. He was there to say, like, you could be a six and get a lot of girls. He was a six. That's below average, right? Or is average Have a five? You, I, <laughs> I had a guy yeah, who rated I mean, himself a twelve. It's <laughs> like a hundred percent average is a five. I know, think I had a four. I think I had a guy that was like a four. four. I think so. Maybe uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, I what find it you? impossible. I would say. On like my best days, I could I could run with people who were eights. Okay, you know, that's I've good. Got, like it's the right so... haircut, I've uh-huh. got good like but like best best like I'll peak at that. But okay. my day to day might be like a seven high sixes. You know. Okay, that's not bad. And what is your girl? You're saying like she was she like a nine? A solid nine. Right, yeah, solid nine. Great. Like, so you um, really okay? Let me just tell you, like you really like for all the bad luck you have, you don't you have some really good luck because the fact that you found a girl that was just looking to like fool around and you know, and it turned out she was like really beautiful on top of it, and I'm assuming you really liked her personality too. Like this. Yeah, I mean she's she's hilarious. She's smart. She's independent. She's challenging. She's gorgeous. So you guys meet. You like her personality. She likes you. Now you guys been dating two and a half years, right? Now let me get to like sort of something that probably maybe other other people that are listening thought of very early on. Right? You're in a relationship. You're with someone for two and a half years. You're at the point where you're considering maybe marriage. Well, she wants to get married. You really like her a lot. I found you on Craigslist. So the million dollar question is, what are you doing on Craigslist? Um, the answer is, and it kind of goes back to what we were saying. Um, so I've got all these fears of marriage. So there's like one string against it. She's absolutely amazing. I'm never, there's no way I could ever possibly do better than her. So there's one like strike for it. 
but there's also this element of like this is my last chance to have this mythical experience that apparently is out there where you can just like fuck a lot of women and maybe that's not for you it doesn't listen i think the kind of guy listen there's all different kinds of guys for sure, you know, that are into all different kinds of like sexual experiences. Some guys are like, I always like, oh, the guys that are like very Neanderthal men, they're like closer to the ape, you know, less evolved <laughs> guys are the ones that are like, they don't give a shit who's giving them a happy ending. They're going to get off like they could fuck anybody and anything. Like, I mean, there's there's that kind of guy. Then there's some guys that like really have to like, like, like there's all different kinds of guys. You might not be, I don't know, you know, like I would talk to you for long enough to really sort of get that gauge, but like you might, maybe because you like have tried happy endings and because the woman didn't look the right way, like you couldn't close your eyes and think of something else. It wasn't enough for you. Like it wasn't right. Like maybe you're not like, maybe that would never be something that you'd be totally into. Do you know what I mean? Like you're maybe what you're trying to capture was something that you thought was kept from you because you were given this bullshit your whole life about sex that you can't do it till you're married, you know, and then you waited and it wasn't so great. So you keep thinking that there's something more out there, but there really isn't right. Cause you were just like mind fucked for 25 years and you just need to sort of realize that that sex that you're having with your girl that's like so beautiful that you really love her like maybe that's like that's what it is and that's that's as what everybody has that's great you know what I mean and the rest would be like chasing the dragon or maybe you need to fuck a lot of girls I don't know and you still need to get that out of your mind like what is it that you're looking for that you don't get from your girl like is there some sort of fetish or fantasy that you have that you're like oh that would really turn me on or is it just about conquering more women yeah, I mean, I think right. I, I wish there were something specific, specific because that, that would be easy to find. But it, it's like, no, I just want to know because I know what marriage is, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have super positive feelings about it. I can probably work through those and, you know, get to the point. I know I'm a great husband. I know I'm going to be all in. I know, you know, mm-hmm. but I also know that, yeah, we have amazing sex now. This is this is nothing I've ever experienced before. That's going to die down. And uh-huh. I think what my theory, and I could be completely wrong, but what gets a lot of, you know, people through that transition is like, asexual history. And I have no sexual history. Yeah. You know, I've, uh-huh. I've been with, I, I mean, two, I'm three women, 40, I've been with three women in my life. I've seen right. three, yeah, three women volunteer, like, like who, who, and two of them, like, weren't even all that sexually attracted to me. <laughs> you know, the first two, it was like, it oh was, God. it was very much this fear I had of, of like, no, sex for marriage. That's, that's the trade-off. And mm-hmm. even, and once I was married, like, sex disappeared. And we didn't have, like, a honeymoon phase. You know, mm-hmm. we had, you know, it, and another one was definitely sex for marriage. And this one's been super hot because, like, psychologically, I'm like, man, she's having sex with me. We haven't spoken about marriage. She might actually, like, really want to have sex with me and i actually have to have that conversation with her once every couple of weeks and just be like i just want to confirm that you like want to have sex with me because this blows my mind still that you can be super hot that uh and you know and that we can have sex but that you're liking it too that, that this is something that you think about and that, wow and that you want right right like you don't you 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 could you could know it in reality because right because she's doing it but like you can't like believe it like 
it you can't like hold on to that like it, it doesn't stick because the fact that and I get that mind fuck you know that's like a psychological thing that like she has to tell she has to keep telling you but even though she tells you and you might believe it for a week you don't really believe it because she has to keep retelling you you know there's some, yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll go, go on we'll go a couple weeks you know in my and and things will be great and then you know one time just as we're you know starting to have sex or something it, it just defaults back to my old thoughts and I'm like I. I I mean, she just had sex with you yesterday. She's probably had sex with you in Daisy. I mean, do you think she even wants you right now? Wouldn't it be a nicer thing for you to do to, like, give her a night off or whatever? And then I don't get, you know, and then I can't stay hard because I'm thinking about her experience. And the oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so then it's this whole, you know, and then it's, oh, well, you know, and then, to what's wrong. Yeah, but then you're taking, like, that, that same person who's thinking all those things with her is, like, online trying to find women to do it with. And I just don't believe because you're such a honest kind of person and honest with yourself that you're going to be able to like live a double life and like become this person that could just go have like crazy uninhibited no ask question sex with somebody else do you know what I mean like I think you're going to be that same person even if you found somebody else I don't think it is I think it's a deeper issue just with yourself. You know what I mean? And your beliefs around sexuality. I don't know that having sex with 50 more women is going to change that. I mean, it might help you. I don't know. But I think you also, like, have you ever been in therapy? I talk about that all the time on my show. I just believe in it. And it's just like, you know, most people need it. I think everybody does at certain points in their life. Have you ever been in therapy or had therapy? I have. Um, Yeah, it wasn't super... um, uh, yeah, it wasn't super helpful. I didn't think. Yeah, but um, you might have had the wrong. Listen, the way you pick women, you might have picked your therapist the same way. You're like, you're not that great, but you know, you'll see me, and so I'll go with you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you kind of have that personality. Like, you got to like therapists. I, I, I've, I've been in therapy in my life, and like my last therapist I had was like fucking amazing. And just so you know, I went on five different I met five different ones before I met her and I knew that the rest of them one of them I gave a second shot or in a third shot but I was like not right it's like with a therapist you know when you meet the right one it's like the way you felt about the girl from Craigslist like this girl that you're like oh my god like you should feel that same way about your therapist like there's a lot of bad therapists out there I swear they're most of them are fucking whacked out of their minds and I, I wouldn't you know and I and I think listen you could take I say that about every profession like 90% of doctors suck but there's 10% that's like amazing you know and you gotta make sure that whenever you're whether whatever you're doing in your life when you're hiring somebody that you're fishing out of that 10% pond because if you're not you're getting bullshit service and you're paying for it you know so the fact that you didn't love therapy and it didn't really work for you I believe you had the wrong therapist and uh, you should maybe give it another try but make sure that you you have to be with the right one there's probably ones out there that are um that actually work with people that have been like, you know, in situations like, you know, not like, like, you know, they like that you have like someone that has been in a, like a cult or a community, a religious community, you know, pro, did, like, and they help you deprogram people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what you need to be. You need to be like deprogrammed because that programming is working inside of you. And I don't think that you on your own will be able to rewire it. I know the stuff that happened to me in my past. I couldn't, no matter how much I Googled, no matter how much I worked on myself, no matter how many stuff, like I couldn't do it on my own. I needed like a hardcore psychoanalyst to really get in there and help me 
helped change my subconscious. You, you know, that's like that's like a deep shit, you know, and I think that that's what you need. And that could be really helpful to you. You know, um, I don't listen. Should you fuck a lot of girls and have that experience? Yeah, I think everyone needs that sort of I think especially men you know I I had a sexual past and feel and happy that I did because I'll never have a midlife crisis you know and I but I think men should even more you're a guy and you have that sexual energy inside of you that most men have predator they called it like in your community but you were never allowed to let that loose I just don't think that it's gonna change with the number of women that you're with I think you first have to change yourself and I think that you can't do that so much on your own on your own you need help like maybe a support group that deals with other people that have been through what you've gone through and I'm sure there are many out there nowadays with Skype and the internet like you don't even need to go to a place to be a part of it even forums or like a therapist I really think that it would help you I think you still have some deep-rooted beliefs that are that are like it's like a tape that's going on inside of you that you don't even realize is there and it's like you know guiding you and and making you do things and making you not score with women and shit you know and it's uh and you need you owe it to yourself considering you've done everything else to get yourself out of that experience and you're in such a great time of your life where you met a woman who's like the greatest thing the hottest chick you have great sex with her you know you're at a very pivotal time in your life where you you really need it and you really like I said owe it to yourself to do that so that you keep moving forward because you're moving forward in your life you're doing all the right things you know you don't want to get stuck you need to you need to go deep and and reprogram yourself it's not about like and then your outside will change. And then maybe you will start seeing millions of girls and tons of people will be attracted. And you'll be like, oh, my God, I never want to get married. I wanted to fuck girls for 10 years. Maybe you will. Like, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I don't know who you really are deep down inside when you take away all that bullshit that was shoved down your throat when you were younger. You know, and you won't even know that until you get rid of that, you know. Um, but you need to do it. Hey. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Was that too depressing? No, that's you know, and, and that's you know, that's 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 probably right. And it's just always you know, it's it's just always frustrating to hear how I don't know how messed up I am because I don't feel. It's listen, everybody. Okay. Of this, Right. You're doing really well. Okay. You're very successful, but there's like the the other place to be successful is like, as a, like a lot of people, I know a lot of people that are successful in their love life, maybe success, like, well, no, not love life, but like successful in like, you know, their workplace, but they're not successful as human beings. Like you're very successful as a human being, like the stuff that you've already done. Like if I was taught, I believe like spiritual stuff, right. And people are like, I believe life is a school and we come here, we pick our little problems and we're meant to like sort of conquer them and move on. And then we get more evolved. And like, that's what life is about. Right. So we all have to be messed up. That's the only reason why we come here. It's it's the fucking purpose. Okay. And you've been doing really well okay like really well so you have no choice but to keep doing the right thing which is the hard thing do you understand (laughs) which is the more evolved thing I think less evolved people that are on a different kind of path like they could get away with maybe just fucking a lot of girls and that's the way they could figure shit out but I don't think that's going to be the case for you 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 do things the, the hard way which is the right way which is the truthful way 
Um, and there's still some more work that you have to do, but that's the only reason why we're live. So don't worry about it. You're just messed up as the next person. No, everybody has some shit. Okay. And anybody that thinks that they don't, then they're going to die tomorrow because that's the whole purpose of life. And when you're, you don't have any more shit or you're done with your shit, you just drop dead because that's what this is about. So, you know, it, are you so messed up? No, you've done some like amazing things in your life. Think of all the people back in your hometown that are still married Mormons and these poor people that are still believing all that shit. I mean, you've come pretty far from that and that's pretty major. So you're pretty, you're a lot less messed up than you used to be. You're a lot less messed up than most people. But when you choose to really be who you are and take on the stuff in your life and really sort of face that stuff, it it, it is hard and it is a lot of work, but it is really gratifying. And I think that you need to keep doing the stuff that you need to do to uh, keep figuring it out and becoming a, a better person and becoming successful at being the better person and being happier, you know, and being fully who you are. Because I don't think you are yet fully who you are because you have all this stuff on the outside, but you don't have that on the inside. It doesn't match up, right? Like you even said it. I'm like good looking, I'm successful, but like I can't get girls. Like there's something, something's not matching up. You know, you have to be inside who you are on the outside. And you're just not there yet. And that's okay. You're only 37. That's not that. I mean, I didn't, I just had a baby and I'm 47. And like, it's like the most amazing thing. And, but I wasn't ready. Some people are ready at 27. I was so messed up, quote unquote, that I couldn't do it till now. But who the fuck cares? Like you can't like, you know, it's just, everyone has a different path and that's just the way that it goes, you know, and at your age, you know, I still think you're young. As long as you're alive, you could still be changing and you need to. And those are that, that's like the amazing part about life. I look at stuff like that, like as like, I don't know, like challenging and great and there's an exciting. So yeah, you're messed up, but it's kind of exciting because you, you when, once you fix it, you're going to be not messed up and you're going to be a completely different person. And that's like a great thing to do in your own life because a lot of people won't do that. A lot of people miss that opportunity and they don't, they don't do what they're supposed to do. But I think that you will because you have in the past. So there's hope for you. Will you fuck a lot of girls once you, like I said, you come into your own maybe. I think it's really smart that you're not getting married again until you figure this stuff out. I think that's good. And I think you should stick to that for right now while you're figuring it out. But I think you can't figure it out on your own. You need some help. And you need a good therapist this time, not a bad one. Does that make sense? I mean, it definitely does, and and I'll 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 definitely try again to find one. It's it's you know it's just such a you know it's a frustrating process to find one, but uh, it yeah, is. It's very yeah. hard. It is hard. It, it's like dating. It's like hard to find the right person. I, that's what I always tell people. But when you find the right one, it will really make a difference. And you should not be with anyone unless they are the right one, because then it's just a complete waste of time. You know. I, I'm just I, I'm just a little concerned about uh, like the time frame with this girl that I'm with. Yeah. I mean, not that she's set a deadline or anything like that, but it's it's like yeah, I've been you know I've been figuring myself out, deprogramming myself, going to some therapy off and on, all of these things for uh-huh. several, and it's like a long process, and 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 so it's another long process where I feel like I could just skip that, fall back, you know, and just be like, okay, this is you know the hottest girl I'm ever going to meet. Uh-huh. We're super great. If 
maybe I just live with not having a sexual history. Maybe I'm just I'm somebody. Yeah, but you don't. Down, but you but know. let me tell you. Uh, one guy once told me recently. He was just like, oh, you know, like what most people do. Like they wait around for the 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 hottest girl to meet the hottest girl that they're ever going to get, and then that's the girl that they marry. The fact that you met that person, right, and you don't know for sure that you want to marry her is a sign. There is this great thing that went flying all over the internet recently about Stephen Colbert, about his, uh, he told his audience like the story about him meeting his wife. And it was like fucking great. He was with a woman, and I'm going to tell you it really quick, but you could Google it and listen to it. But he was like um, dating a woman for four years and it got to the point where she was like, oh, I want to get married. And he was just like, you know, I don't really know. And I, I have to think about it. And let me just go back to where my hometown, because that's where I feel the most clear headed. I'm going to talk to my mother. I'm going to figure it out. And I'll, I'll let you know. Like he loved this woman. They were with each other for a long time. Right. And he went home and he said to his mother, like, so and so wants to get married. And, you know, and she's like, well, do you want to marry her? And he's like, I don't know. And she said, well, that's your answer. Like you shouldn't do like you don't know is an answer. Right. And he like a week later while he was there, he went to some theater. He went to see a show and he saw a woman across the room and he said to himself, that's the woman I'm going to marry. And it turns out like that's his wife. Now they've been together forever and he didn't marry that other woman. And, you know. So you you just don't know. And to, so when you don't know, like right now you don't know, like that's an answer. That's a no. That's a, you don't, you know, because when it's a yes, you will know. And you should not get married unless you feel that way. It doesn't matter if she, if you think like, don't let the fear of thinking that this is the best woman that you'll ever have force you into doing something that you're not ready for right now because uh, you don't know what's, in front of you five years from now when you really come into your own you know there could she could still be around or you or you could meet up with her again or you could meet somebody from across the room like he did that is the one you don't know you know um so i i would follow the 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 stronger feeling which is you're not ready right now and that's just the truth and there's nothing you could do about that except go to therapy and keep working on yourself. And, and if the timing doesn't work out and she leaves you, then that's what, and then that's what happens. But that doesn't mean that, you know, like I said, you won't maybe meet up with her again when the timing's right or meet somebody even better or meet 50 girls and get to fuck them like crazy and have like the best time and realize maybe you're not into getting married till you're 45. Who knows? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he keeps saying, like, oh, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, that makes sense. It, just, it just never, it just never ends. <laughs> it doesn't end. That's, I mean, you know, uh, no, it doesn't end. It's always like work. But I think that, you know, you do get to places where it's like amazing. Like, listen, like you wound up at many points in your life when you were on an air mattress, right? You could have thought, oh, look at all the work I have to do. And then, you know, fast forward 10 years later or whatever, you met the hottest girl and you're dating her and you have that now. Like, I mean, you know, they'll always, even though there's hard work, there's, there's, there's benefits, you know, and things happen for it. And, and, you know, um, so yeah, you have to do some more work, but that doesn't mean that you're still not going to be hanging out with this hot girl and having sex and doing whatever you're doing on Craigslist. Have you cheated on her in the time you've been dating her? Have I what? I'm sorry. Have you cheated on her? Have you been successful in meeting other girls while you've been with her? No. Okay. Would you cheat on her? Um, no, I don't. I, I don't think I will. 
Then what um, the fuck are you on Craigslist for? I don't get it. It's 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 trying to understand like because yeah, there's no deadline with with like getting marriage and so here's the ultimatum which went but but that ball could drop at any time. You know. So you like, want to bat you're say, trying to find a backup plan? I'm I'm trying to figure out if this mythical utopia of of like you know of like you're the, the last guy you had on who would suck with seven hundred women. Like, no, two hundred. It was two hundred, not seven hundred. Two hundred. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay. Well, my my three compared to his two hundred is three. Is, is still <laughs> is still a huge. So so I'm on there like because in my experience it's not there and. I don't want to go to therapy, you know, to say, "Hey, can you teach me how to how to pick up women?" And no, 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 that's not what you be going. No, that's not what you be going to therapy for. You forget about that. That might follow. Who knows? I I just don't think that if you go on like you're you're sending out like really mixed messages. Like you're having this relationship with someone you really like. You're on Craigslist looking for like maybe someone to fuck, but yet you won't cheat on them. So it's just like what you're looking for, you won't even sort of go after. So it doesn't really make sense. And I think that's not why, that's why you're not really having success because it's like you're sending out mixed messages. It doesn't even make sense that you're on there if you wouldn't cheat, right? And so listen, if the ball could drop with her and at any time, right, she could leave you because you're not marrying her. And then you could go, you know, on Craigslist looking for that, you know, life that you think is so great, but doing it while you're with her, when you're not even wanting to cheat on her, doesn't make any sense. It seems, it kind of seems like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a negative way. Cause it's like, all you're doing is getting more, maybe more rejected. And you're just keep telling yourself because you're not even going to do anything anyway, but you go on there and you keep sort of telling yourself that it doesn't, that life that you think exists doesn't exist. So it's kind of like, you're just reliving out this terrible story for yourself because it doesn't really seem like you're on there to live out something different because you wouldn't cheat on her anyway. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> and that's that's exactly right. I just keep I just keep going back to being blow you know, to not being comfortable with the idea of someone wanting to have sex with Yeah. So yeah. And you're looking like and you're just super, looking for more stories nice to, to have talk. some offers. But you're not but you never get them because what you're really looking for is to keep that's the only story you really believe until you believe something different. It's like the girl I was unavailable my whole life and I thought all guys were at like I couldn't trust people so all I attracted were distrustful guys do you understand it was until I could really trust myself that that would change that's what you're doing you're no different than a lot of people like what it's because your inner belief is that that doesn't exist so that's what you keep attracting that's a story you keep attracting to yourself because that's a story that you believe and you will never get another story until you change that story yourself and so do you understand? So it's Craigslist is not the answer. It's never going to work there. You're all you're going to find is the same thing because that's what you deep down inside believe. You have to change that deep down inside belief and that you could do with some professional help. And then that story will change outside in your life. Do you understand? It's as simple as that. No, you stop funny. wasting your time on Craigslist. You could take all your energy out. You could say, you know what? Like I, to me, it's like there's no ugh to that. There's like, oh, it should be like a relief. Like you don't have to bother trying anymore. Forget about it for now. Take a fucking break. 
Do you know what I mean? Because it's not going to work. Like it's, it's a waste of your time. You're spinning your wheel. You're like the hamster on the wheel. Like just get off. <sighs> no, that's good advice. That's exactly right. If there's no, yeah. It's not going to, you're not, it's not going to happen. Forget about it for now. Just say you're taking off. It's a lot of times we just got to reframe things in our mind so that we could accept them, right? It's not forever. Just say, okay, you know, for one year, I'm going to fucking forget about this amazing life that I think exists that you don't really believe. You know, forget about it. Give yourself a certain amount of time and, and, and decide to look inside of yourself, you know, and take that time. Just a year. Just take a year. Just say you're off and then go back. But forget about it for now. And I think that that will be good for you because you're not going to be constantly like sort of telling it like, you know, recreating this terrible story over and over again and feeling and it because all it does is just keep you feeling bad about yourself. When you have this amazing girl in your real life and this your reality is actually pretty fucking good. And you keep like turning in another direction to, to keep like sort of like torturing yourself and uh I, I just think you need to be reprogrammed i think you know you you got uh you know you were dealt some t- tough cards i think a lot of people were that everyone in the mormon community could probably relate to this and other people you know people are uh stuff is put on people all the time when they're younger and it takes a long time a lot of times to get that shit off of yourself you know so, yeah. yeah, you still have some work to do, but to, to stop with the nonsense on credit, get off of it, okay? Just forget about it and go find yourself a good therapist. <laughs> and keep me posted, okay? <laughs> All right. All right. No, that's, that's good advice. That's exactly right. And it's just, uh, I don't know, you just always hope for the easy answer, and the easy answer doesn't exist. And the only answer that works is, uh, yeah, you gotta take another five years and then find another problem, another five years, and no, you're right. What? Well, wait, wait. You. What did you just say? Because we were so muffled. I didn't hear it. I just want to hear the last thing that you just said. You said, so I just got to stop looking for something that doesn't exist or I'm going to look for something that doesn't exist. Um, I I think I kind of lost train of thought. What was the last thing I said? Look you said something like, I said, so just get off that wheel. And you're like, okay, I just yeah. have to stop. Like, I'm just looking. And then in five years <laughs> and then in five years and then in five years. Like, what were you saying? It was muffled. Yeah, I was just saying that um, that there's yeah there's just no easy answer, and that it's you know that I've made all this progress, and now I've got to spend another five years figuring this out, and then no no just so you know no 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 I want you to know that um you you don't you are every day that you do like you're you've been spinning this problem out for a long time and not it's not necessarily going to take five years okay like for real even just calling into my show was like a step in the right direction because you like want sort of the help just wanting the help is a step in another step in the right direction it doesn't necessarily have to take five years it really doesn't it really doesn't um so I don't I wouldn't get so fatalistic about it and think that everything is like just like look at the negatives of it you know You've been working on this part of yourself for a very long time. Uh, so maybe you just need a, a, you know, a year of therapy and someone's going to say something and then the, the light bulb's going to go off and you're going to think, oh, it just happened in that moment when it's been happening all this time. Do you understand? You've been chipping away at this part of yourself, fixing this part of yourself for a very long time. So you might not have that much longer to go. Don't be so negative. Yeah. 
Like for real. I don't think it's going to be five. No, I really don't think. I'm going to tell you. I really don't think it's five five years of like a. No, I don't. I think you're, you're you're super close. I think the fact that you attracted a woman that's like really beautiful and really loves you is like it means that there's some part of you that wants to believe it and some part of you that's ready to believe that something else exists or else you would never have attracted her in, to you. Do you understand? So I, I think you're close. I I don't think it's that much longer. I just think you just need. A, a little bit more work and I, you, you got to stop torturing yourself on Craigslist and like living that trying to live this secret life that you're not even living because it's just torture. So stop doing that. That will make a huge difference in your life and just try to find a good therapist. And, and I think you're, you know, good to go. I don't think you're that messed up. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's, yeah. No, that I, I can't, I can't disagree with that. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's not that long, and I know things. I know how life works. It's definitely not five years. Don't worry about it, dude. I know, but it's also not super fun. I mean, you have all these people calling in who are having these, you know, 24-hour marathons <laughs> and, all these, and all this thing going on, and I'm like, hey, I'm just trying to be comfortable with regular vanilla, you know, just just trying to believe that there's a woman. I, I don't know. Everybody's having a lot more fun. <laughs> no, some guys maybe would, you know, listen, some guys maybe would just re- really kill to have like a super hot girlfriend that's a nine that's banging them every day and is totally wants to marry them. You know, so, you know, you just, the grass is always greener somewhere else. To just listen, live in what you like, you know, sort of just focus on what you have in your life right now. Stop being concerned with what you don't have and just work on yourself. And you never know, you're only 37, what your the rest of your life could be. All right. Okay. And keep me posted. I always have like repeat callers on. So if you have any epiphanies or you score on Craigslist and you start cheating and becoming like a crazy person and having like blowjob parties, definitely let me know. (laughs) Or if you find... Yeah, no, I'll do that. (laughs) You know, or... I suspect it's going to go the other way and I'll just call and be like, oh yeah, no, this, everything, I'm just married and it's just normal and that's no but you and you're really happy because you found out that you don't want to i don't know you know but like also let me know if you found a good therapist and you're doing it and that you got off a craigslist and you're forgetting you know you're trying to let go of that this sort of those questions in your life give yourself a break and keep me posted and good luck okay thanks so much for calling in thank you guys thank you bye bye Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.